Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my wonderful guest for today is Rebecca O'Reilly. Rebecca is a holistic nutritionist, naturopath, and health coach. Through her online practice, Rebecca combines her background in science and natural medicine in order to empower men and women to heal naturally using food as medicine. From helping people to overcome chronic health symptoms and conditions to creating a more harmonious relationship with food, a core focus of her work lies in guiding people to find freedom in their bodies. Through her own healing journey and work with clients, Rebecca has gained a deep understanding of the body and how we can best become an expert of our own bodies to generate healing, inner peace, and thriving health. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, Emmy. It's so lovely to be here chatting with you. Uh, it's a blessing to have you with us. And this is a topic that I am personally very, very excited to learn more about. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to, to be chatting with you. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does sacred feminine power mean to you personally? Mm, such a lovely question. Yeah, it's, it's a juicy question. And for me, sacred feminine power really is, is all about being in touch with the essence of who we are as women, as Shakti, as the divine, the, the divine feminine force. Um, and really it's our, you know, embodying our connection with nature, the cycles of the moon, the seasons, our own rhythms, it's our creativity, our sensuality, our beauty, our receptivity. And really, above all, I think it's a deepening sense of connection to ourselves and an appreciation for ourselves as women. Mm. Mm. I love that. And, and um, this idea of deepening our sense of connection to ourselves and our bodies uh, resonates so very strongly. So I'm really excited to dive deeper into that in a moment. Yeah. But before we get there, uh, Rebecca, would you please share one challenge that you faced on your path that's really helped you to activate the sacred feminine power and understand it at a deeper level within yourself and on your path as well? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. This is this is such a this is such a great question because really this opens the door for me to what led me to where I am now on this you know on this path with food, and um, I think there's been a couple of incidences along the way, but but the but the sort of first awakening you know to that to that deep sacred feminine, and you know, and onto this path, this path of spirituality and, and, you know, and food really, um, was quite a traumatic relationship breakup in my early twenties, which really, it just broke me apart. And following that, I, I went through a very, very difficult time and my health started to deteriorate and I started experiencing a whole set of symptoms that were, um, you know, seemed disconnected at the time from reproductive issues. I lost my menstrual cycle, actually, um, and I started experiencing gut problems and deep exhaustion in the body, a lot of anxiety, skin eruptions, and 
a whole host of symptoms really that that no one seemed to have any answers for at the time mm. and this really set me off on a journey of finding those answers because I spent many years in the beginning stages knowing intuitively in my body that there was something more going on than just the grief that I that I was experiencing as a result of this relationship breakup. I, I knew that the breakup was just the trigger for what was actually brewing already underneath. And I spent a lot of time seeing doctors and practitioners, but but never really get, getting a satisfying answer as to what was happening in my body or a solution to move forward with. And I, I, I went on HRT in my in my mid twenties, which had a huge effect on my body and my you know my um, my mood and my mental health. And I made a firm decision that this is not what this is. This wasn't the path that I wanted to go down. So I decided there and then that I was going to find my own way to heal naturally and to do it with food, using food as medicine, because that's what I had always been drawn to. Food had always been a big part of my journey. I'd um, loved cooking as a child. I'd loved being in nature. And then as a teenager, I had suffered with with an eating disorder for some years uh, when my family was going through a very tough time. And so food had always been the crutch in a way. And it's you know easy for me to see that on reflection now. But when I look back on this, you know, relationship breakup in my early 20s, that relationship was a soul meeting. You know, there's no question about it. And the events that occurred, you know, I see them as the propelling, you know, for me, for me to be propelled onto this path. And, you know, it was so significant losing my menstrual cycle at that stage of my life, you know, because the, because in a way that that sort of takes something away from feeling like you're a woman, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I had been on contraception for a couple of years, actually, which had also hugely impacted me and had disrupted my menstrual cycle. And then with the breakup, my menstrual cycle disappeared altogether. And so knowing now what I know, you know, it was a combination of things. It was the grief, but there was also physical health stuff going on underneath that, that, that was just brewing and, um, and needed attention really. So, so that, that certainly was the, the, the biggest incident in my life that, that set me onto this path. And yeah, I'm so grateful for it. It was a blessing. And, you know, and, and that boy that I fell in love with, you know, he, he, we're still in, in contact today and he's, you know, he's now settled and, um, but we both know it was a, it was a soul relationship and it was meant to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing so openly and vulnerably mm-hmm. about your journey and, I truly believe that what you have said will resonate with lots and lots of our listeners as well. Mm -hmm. And certainly with me too, I've had a similar journey in terms of um, disordered eating, eating disorders um, as a teenager and, um, you know, really still haven't fully sorted it all out within my body. So very curious to learn more from you here as well. And you kind of started to already open up my next question uh, already around the what the challenges that you went through being a hidden blessing in many ways. Could, could you tell us a little bit more how you see it as a blessing in the work that you do now and in your life generally as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I 
it, it's a blessing simply because it, I, I, I wasn't on a path that was taking me down the right road. And I needed a sharp awakening in order to, um, in order to be, you know, propelled onto a path that would help me to awaken and embody, you know, my power as a woman and just being a woman. Um, and, you know, the, the health challenges that I've experienced have led me on such a deep and profound journey with food. And, you know, I see food as my greatest teacher in this lifetime, you know, and it has been my greatest teacher and it continues to be my greatest teacher as my journey continues. And the more I'm working with other people around their health and their journey with food, because all of us have such a big journey with food. It's such a, well, you know, it's, it's, we need it for survival. There's no, there's no getting away from it. We all have to eat, right? So it's an integral part of all of us, but there's so much um, emotion and culture and, you know, there's so many different aspects that we need to look at with food. And then when there's a big health piece that you're contending with as well, you're untangling not only the physical aspect, but also the emotional parts and the energetic parts, you know, so, so it's, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's a huge area and, um, and, you know, that, that in itself has just been a blessing to, to have had that door open for me you know I I always say to people that you know food is a doorway to to healing the soul because because you're especially when you have a health condition because by working deeply with food and rebalancing the body you're shedding away those layers of toxicity on a physical level but also on an emotional level which takes you so much deeper into your self connecting with yourself connecting with your intuition you know connecting with all those parts of you that that you were blocked from connecting with before so um so this this is this is the greatest blessing emmy because it's it's a doorway to finding freedom within ourselves and i've done done quite a lot of um work with with plants and, and with plant medicine and and I and I continue that work with plants not only hallucinogenic plants everyday plants working with herbs and but really working with the spirit of the plant on a, on an everyday level um but one of my one of my big journeys that I had quite some years ago now working with ayahuasca actually it was my first journey ever and she taught me um, the feeling of creating freedom in my body. And I remember the, the, the shaman who I was working with um, said to me, this cup of medicine will help you find your inner freedom. And that's exactly what it did. And it's only been many, many years later that I've been able to connect that feeling that it gave me in my body to my journey with food it's been so interesting it's almost like it's come full circle mm -hmm. wow that is fascinating and and you know Rebecca in some ways it it sounds like healing through food would be the most natural of things to do and yet in our societies in in the in the conditioning that we've been brought up in we hardly ever think of food as a medicine why, why is that Rebecca and and what, what kind of challenges do we face in the context that we live in when we want to start to heal ourselves through through food through herbs and, and plants and so on 
Yeah, I think you're you're so right, Emmy. We we face a lot of challenges in this respect because we've come so far from really having a deeper connection with nature. You know, if we if we look at if we look at the what what I call the the not what I call but um one of the teachers that I learned from Anthony William also known as the medical medium would call the 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 healing foods the holy four and the holy four really are fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices and wild foods. And you know, these foods are nature's gifts to us really but we've come so far from understanding that we're being connected to the gifts that nature is giving us because we're living in a in a you know a world where convenience and processed foods have really taken precedence sadly you know so so children are being brought up without having a connection you know a deeper connection to nature and to the food they're eating and where it's coming from and i think that that is changing in a small way you know um there's a lot of work being done through schools and things to help children be in the garden and and you know connect with their food a bit more but but it's still slow you know we're still we're still having to to work hard and and fight hard to to really um make sure that happens and you know, it's 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 more important than ever, Emmy, because we're living in a world that's highly, highly uh, toxic, and um, we're we're in a way we're more vulnerable than we've ever been before. We're up against, you know, more aggressive strains of viruses and bacteria than ever before. We're facing more toxicity in the way of heavy metals and herbicides and pesticides and radiation. And, you know, everyday chemicals that we come into contact with. And these two aspects alone, the the pathogens, viruses and bacteria, harmful viruses and bacteria, not all viruses and bacteria, um, and and toxins like those that I've mentioned, these, these two aspects, pathogens and toxins, are really at the root cause of most of the health conditions that we're seeing today. But that's not being recognized by the medical profession. And, you know, the the effects of viruses like Epstein-Barr virus, for example, which is one of our main contenders, is is only just, you know, being acknowledged in in the health world as as a major issue. And when I say the health world, that's not necessarily the medical world. That's more the alternative health world, you know, so so. You know, the 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 great thing is, is that we can do something about all of it through food. It's, it's our greatest tool right now to be able to contend with what we're facing. And a lot of what we're facing is, is, is our own fault because of what we've created. You know, we're, we're, we're creating so much toxicity in the world through industrialization and everything that we're doing. Um, and, you know, so, so we've, we've made our own mess, if you like. Um, and, and now we need to, deal with it and clean it up but we also need to deal with the day-to-day of protecting ourselves and we and healing ourselves and we really we do that through the healing foods it's 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 you know it's doable and it can be done and there's lots of people doing it Mm, that's a beautiful message of hope and um, I think again it will resonate with a lot of our listeners now Rebecca you mentioned um, earlier on that pathogens and toxins are not recognized by the medical profession. And again, it sounds like something that they absolutely ought to be studying and researching and working with, just like with food and nutrition. But why is this not happening? 
I don't know that I can give you a definitive answer for that. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's that pathogens aren't entirely recognized. They they are recognized by the medical profession, but there's but there's no funding going towards really researching this area in a big way because, because there's no money in it. You know, it's it it's it's a very, very it's a very complicated world how studies and I mean, as I'm sure you're aware and lots of people are aware, you know, how we conduct our research is fundamentally flawed and creates a huge amount of health misinformation in the world, sadly. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, that this could be a deeper question. Why is it not being studied? Why or who doesn't want people to get better? You know, is is that a question? And and why are why are we so keen all the time to to go down the road of a quick fix? You know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that a quick fix is not always a solution. You know, I'm you know, it's it's a it's it's a tricky one. But we need to be able to find solutions, alternative solutions to really bolster the immune system, to bolster our health, to really understand how what we have in the world, which is which is so much abundance, can help us rather than always turning to to, you know, a pill or an injection. You know, it's 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 not necessarily the way forward or the only way forward. It, it really has to be bigger and broader than that. But the bigger and broader. There's no money in it, Emmy. You know, mm. re- really, it comes down to that. Indeed. And there certainly is more money in those quick fixes and keeping people on medication for the rest of their lives, Absolutely. whether it's injections or or pills or whatever it might be. Absolutely. So completely yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. What what would be your advice to somebody who's new to this path of healing through food? What would be kind of like the first steps that they would need to look into and start to put into practice? Yeah, lovely, lovely question. Um well, it depends really what what's happening with that person's health. But but even if there's nothing going on with a person's health and they want to just improve their health, optimize their health, um, there's there's lots that can be done. And I and I always say to people, starting starting with one section of the day is the way to go. So if you can start with your morning routine, for example, so the morning from the time that we wake up until you know midday or lunchtime is a really um, sacred time for the body because this is the time where the liver really does a lot of deeper work and it needs the space and time to do that deeper work. So while we've been sleeping all night, um, the liver kicks in at about two in the morning. It can vary for, for different people. Um, but basically it's working through the early hours of the, of the morning, um, gathering up all the junk that you've accumulated so that that can be flushed into the blood in the morning and out of the body. Um, so, so in order for that process to happen, it's really important that we don't disrupt it by bringing fats into the body. And this is, this is contra to what a lot of people in the health world will be saying, but from experience, I know that this works, uh, from working very, very deeply with my liver. And when we don't put fats into the body in the morning and we give the body what it needs in terms of hydration and fresh fruits and vegetables, then it gives the liver everything it needs to really do that deeper, deep, 
detox work that it needs to do. And when someone's suffering with a health condition, for example, this becomes a really essential process because if they're not giving the liver that time in the morning, then the body is never getting a chance to do the deeper work. And Mm -hmm. some of the protocols that are um, really helpful in the morning are starting your day with with lemon water and, and maybe a little bit of ginger and some raw honey. Um, and this this is like the initial sort of um, wake up for the digestive system and the the sort of flusher through. It wakes up the liver, it wakes up the the gut, and helps to get those toxins flushing through. Um, and and that alone is a, is is a super powerful protocol that people can get started with and 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 really easy. And another um, great tool that I follow up with every day is is celery juice. So. Um, uh, this is another um, protocol from from Anthony William, um, who has really taught us that celery juice, when when it's juiced alone and you take it on an empty stomach, it it's a herbal medicine. And my God, is it a herbal medicine? It is so unbelievably powerful. And again, celery juice um, helps to do this flushing action, but it it does so much more than that because it's um, very high in in natural. Um, uh, salts we call them uh, sodium cluster salts and these salts aren't dangerous for anybody even people who have high blood pressure for example they will help people who have high blood pressure but these salts really help to knock back viral and bacterial load in the body and they attach onto any toxins like heavy metals and help to flush them through and celery juice also deeply helps to to nourish the brain and brain fog, you know, can be can be problematic for for a lot of people who have background viral and bacterial um, stuff going on. And, you know, they can feel foggy without even knowing why a lot of people. And this this is usually because there's um, an underlying viral something happening. And, you know, when I'm talking about viruses like this, you know, I don't I don't want anybody to be scared because, you know, viruses are a a part of our world and a part of our lives. Um, but, and, and, you know, they have been since time began, so it's not unusual. And we all have viruses in our body. I mean, you know, 96% or something like that of the human race carry the Epstein-Barr virus, but it depends how it's expressing itself. And the problem is that it's expressing itself in um, with different strains and in more aggressive ways, the more toxic our body com- become becomes and the the more toxicity we're facing in the in the environment and one of the reasons for this is because viruses and bacteria feed and this is this is also something that's quite controversial but when you stop once you understand that you could be contending with a background viral condition um, which many of us are then you need to start understanding what foods feed the viruses and keep them proliferating. And certain foods like gluten, dairy and eggs, for example, being the top three, these foods are a nightmare because they keep the viruses and bacteria proliferating in the body, which means that it's very hard to overcome symptoms. So this is one of the ways that we can, you know, begin to understand how we can use food as a tool in everyday life. If we understand 
the condition that we're dealing with and what we're trying to achieve with our health. And we understand the foods that are um, helpful and not helpful, especially where viruses and bacteria are concerned, then we can start to do a big cleanup job quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely makes a lot of sense. And um, I really love how you brought in the viruses and the bacteria and how we can, by some very simple steps, start to improve our own condition and improve the health of our bodies. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm, very much so. And, you know, the the, the other aspect that I'll you just bring in there is really focusing the diet around the healing foods or the holy four, which is the, the fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices and wild foods. You know, I, I give you an example of, you know, a couple of foods that have been my healing allies, one being bananas. You know, bananas have been my greatest healer, Emmy. I had a lot of problems, as I mentioned in the beginning of the call, and bananas are an amazing gut healer. Um, they really help to, to um, knock back any um, viral and bacterial load in the gut, and they flush through the gut, um, gathering up toxins as they move through. And all the fruits will do this in their own unique ways. But, you know, we'll, we'll all be drawn to different foods for different reasons, and, and those reasons may be because of what we have going on in the body. And another, um, and, and also we can tune into what the, you know, the, you know, food, foods, na- nature's foods have gifts to share, not only physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. So bananas, you know, on, a, on an emotional and spiritual level really help to strengthen the core of who we are. You know, if you can imagine the sort of peeling back of, of a banana as you eat it, well, the banana, when when we when we eat the banana, it, it has this effect in our body. It helps us to peel back the layers of who we are and helps us to reveal our true selves to ourselves. So the foods have, like plants, have a spirit. You know, food, nature's foods are also plants. There's such a, a disconnect here. You know, when we talk about plants, we think about, you know, um, you know, plants were, were that you have in your garden, herbs that you have in your garden or herbal tinctures that you might be taking. And we don't often think of them as foods, but, you know, mm. we, we have the banana plant, we have the tomato plant. These are all plants and they all have a spirit and we can work with the spirit of those foods in a very deep way. You know, it's 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 really it's really magical. You know, the, a, another healing ally for me has been the the potato, which which across the world is is criticised. You know, for for creating blood sugar imbalances and you know not be helpful for healing. It's it's quite the opposite. I mean, potatoes are absolutely jam packed with nutrients. They're super high in an amino acid called lysine, which helps to knock back um, viruses. So if we get a cold sore or, or something, for example, which is, you know, a strain of the herpes virus, then often um, people will be recommended to take the supplement lysine. This is this is the amino acid I'm speaking of that is very, very high in potatoes. So when we know that, we can turn to potatoes when when we maybe have a cold sore and and they can help that healing process. You know, so so it's just it's about knowing it's about learning and educating ourselves about what these foods can do for us because there's so much they can do for us. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I love what you spoke about bananas there. <laughs> that is so beautiful and fascinating. I'm, I'm wondering what is the, um, the, the spirit of the potato plant? What, what is the emotional connection to that or the spiritual connection to potato? Yeah, so if we if we look at the the potato plant in in nature, it grows in a uh, a sort of network. Like the potatoes all grow very very close together, like a network. And so potatoes can help us to um, feel more connected and to create our community and network. And they also, um, on a sort of uh, emotional level, really are one of the most grounding foods. So if you're feeling, you know, very stressed or ungrounded, it's it's almost like bringing your feet onto Mother Earth. It has that effect, eating the potatoes. So the best way to eat them is, is by just steaming them and you can crush them with a little bit of garlic and have a little bit of lemon juice and just eating them plain like that. That's where you'll get the most healing benefits from, from potatoes. Where we go wrong, Emmy, is is by adding, you know, when when you know one of the reasons why potatoes get such a bad rap is because of what they're eaten with. You know, when we think about potatoes, you think about jacket potatoes with cream or cheese, you know, you think about potato mash with cream or butter, you know, so often potatoes are eaten in conjunction with the foods that really feed viruses. And when people are eating a lot of those foods, then in conjunction with potatoes they're not going to gain the real benefit from the potato because it's like fighting fire, you know? So, and, and also those, those other foods can contribute to conditions in the body, um, you know, like, like causing a sluggish liver and, and blood sugar imbalances, whereas people put it down to the potato and this is a mistake. Um, so, so yeah, so it's also important how, how we eat the healing foods is, is really important because, you know, many of the healing foods have, well, I should say, let's look at what the body runs on. First of all, the body runs on glucose and mineral salts. The body doesn't run on all the proteins and fats. So we need to take a good look at what the foods are giving us. And most of the healing foods are rich in natural glucose, which is really what the body thrives on. So when we eat a potato um, steamed like that without without you know any harmful foods and without too many fats then the glucose from the potato can really get into the body and the cells can accept it without being hindered by the process of heavy proteins or fats and it's the same the same goes for our fruits you know we, we want to eat fruits we want the healing benefits of the fruits which is all their nutrients but it's also their glucose their fructose and their glucose um, because that's what the body needs to be fueled. So we can combine our fruits with greens, plenty of greens, but we don't want to be combining them with fats because then, then this, this is difficult for the body to, to be able to access the glucose from the fruits. Mm. Lots, wow. lots, there to, lots there to digest. <laughs> Absolutely, P pun intended. <laughs> 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 this is so fascinating and I could absolutely talk to you for hours and hours about this, Rebecca. I, I was wondering if you could just still speak to, just for a brief moment, um, about sugar, because that is another very contentious um, topic, I think, in, in today's um, food of, uh, world of food, basically. What, is sugar so. good for us or, or is it not good for us? 
So it really depends on the sugar. And um, I'm such a big advocate of the body getting enough glucose and fructose in the right forms. And um, this comes from fruits and vegetables. And it's really important that we don't have a fear around eating fruit because it's got too much glucose, because fruit is one of the most powerful healing foods we have. You know, if if I could, if I could put down two things that have turned my health around, it's been vastly increasing my fruit intake. I mean, vastly and really hugely decreasing my fat intake. And the combination of those two things is the thing that takes me deeper and deeper with my health. And obviously there's there's a learning process to that because it's it's not how we're conditioned to think. So the glucose that is contained within fruits and vegetables is all wrapped up with, you know, phytonutrients and antioxidants and, you know, minerals and vitamins. So that glucose doesn't sit in isolation. It goes into the body in a in a in a package that the body recognizes and knows exactly how to deal with, you know, but if we're, if we're isolating sugar, you know, extracting sugar and having it in an isolated form as in refined sugar, then this is not helpful for the body because it's devoid of all its nutrients. So it becomes like a, a, an empty calorie. It's, it's not helpful. Um, so, so we really have to look at the types of sugar that we're eating and something like, um, uh, raw honey, for example, which I, you know, always recommend that people have a little bit of raw honey in their diet and, and they can have it with their lemon water in the morning. Raw honey is a medicine and, you know, it, it might be, it might be a, um, a dense form of, of glucose and fructose, but it's also packed, jam packed with live enzymes, with nutrients, with vitamins, with minerals. And it's been used as a medicine for centuries, you know, to, to help boost the immune system. So, so this is a, we see this, this form of sugar, the honey, raw honey, that raw honey is opposed to processed honey. So let me just, you know, um, uh, you know, define the difference between the two most honey that you buy from the supermarket, for example, will be processed honey. So it's gone through a pasteurization process. And once that happens, the honey has been heat treated and it's no longer got those live enzymes. So it's not, it's not so beneficial. It becomes, it becomes like a refined sugar. Whereas when honey is raw and unprocessed, it's got, it's got all those nutrients in their live form, which is how we need it for it to be a medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the other natural sugars that that can be um, um, helpful and that's very, very high in minerals is is maple syrup. Um, so so we sort of include that within the um, within the sugars that are, you know, um, fine to eat would be would be fruits, absolutely fruits and vegetables um, and and also raw honey and a little bit of maple syrup. And then, you know, then you have other sugars like coconut sugar, for example, which is also less processed. So this can be um, a good sugar to use in baking, for example, for, for treats every now and then. But it's not something that you would bring in as a medicine every day, for example, like raw honey you would bring in as a medicine. Does that make sense? Does that clarify a little bit? It's, it's, um, it is a big topic and there's, there's certainly um, a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of fear around, around sugar and what people should and shouldn't be eating. But I want to really clarify that, that fruits are, um, 
are one of our most powerful healing tools as long as we're eating them in the right way. I'll just give you a, um, an example, actually. I, you know, I mean, still to this day, um, my health is in, in, a, in a much stronger place. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm still always working on it. And, um, you know, it's an, an ever deepening process for me of, of, and the joy of just working with food. And I've just finished a, um, a five-day mono cleanse with bananas, for example. And mm. working with bananas like this over, you know, five days is such a beautiful process. I mean, A, the healing effects that it has in my body, in, in, in the body is incredible. Um, but B, what it does to the mind, you know, if you're needing um, a break and a, de- a detaching from food, because we can all get overly attached to food and get caught up in what am I having for the next meal? What do I need to cook? What, you know, and it can, and can it can create such turmoil in the mind. So we all need to take a step back from that once in a while and detach, you know, energetically detach from having to be caught up with food all the time. And doing a mono cleanse can be a very, very powerful way of doing that. So it clears the mind entirely. You don't have to think about it. All you have to think about is keeping on top of having enough ripe bananas to get you through the day. (laughs) Wow. Sounds like something that I would be very much willing to try as well. Yeah, it's really a really beautiful practice, very much so. Yeah. And, you know, obviously done in the right way. There's certain foods that you mono cleanse with and there's ways that you do it. You know, you're so you're still having your celery juice and, and getting enough mineral salts in your body. So, you know, it's 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 important to really understand what you're doing and and why you're doing it rather than um, just launching into something which which can then backfire, you know. So everything has a a, a process and a learning to it. Mm. absolutely wow Rebecca you have shared so much information in such a short time with us I am incredibly grateful for all the wisdom that you have shared and if if our listeners were interested in finding out more about you or working with you how, how would they find you yeah, sure, Emmy. Thank you so much. It's been such a, a treat to be able to to come on here and, and have a, a lovely deep chat with you. And it's such a pleasure to be able to share this work with the world, you know, because that's what needs to be done. I'm I'm just passionate about teaching people how they can really deepen their journey with food. And um that's the that's the that's the aim. So so people can find me on on my website, which is um rebecca-oreilly.com um i also have a um small presence on social media although i'm not fantastic with it but you can find me on instagram at rebecca o'reilly health um and also on facebook rebecca o'reilly health beautiful thank you so much and i know that you've also got a gift for our listeners could you tell us a bit more about that Yes, absolutely. And this is um, this is really relevant to what we've spoken about today. So so my gift, which is um, which people can download from my website, is called the um, the morning cleanse. And the morning cleanse is something that you can incorporate into your life every single day. And it's it's really the first steps to healing. So it's um, uh, a full downloadable version of the protocols that would be beneficial to bring in like lemon water with raw honey, like celery juice um, and something else that I didn't mention, which is the um, heavy metal detox smoothie. And by bringing in these three protocols in the morning, it, it means that you're not, not bringing fats into the body for one, but also, also each of these 
um, um, drinks, stroke food are in their own right a healing tool that does some very deep work. So this is the starting place. It's like the number one key step to start turning your health around or to start optimizing your health. So um, it gives full details in that downloadable guide. And I'm, I'm excited that people will have access to that. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It's, it's been such a blessing to, to talk to you and learn from you. And thank you for the work that you do. It is so incredibly important, especially in the context of the world that we live in today. Thank you. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you. Now, everybody, let's just for a moment focus our awareness and our intention on this beautiful, nourishing energy that's been activated during today's interview. And imagine sending this energy to everyone, everything, and everywhere on our planet to remember that we are all truly one. And that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also heal and ascend. Thank you so much for listening.